Lord, it is good for us to be here. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's Gospel presents to us one of the two theophanies of God. As you know, theophany comes from the late Latin, theophania, meaning an appearance of God to men. Of course, derived also from the Greek first, theos, God, and finding, to show. One of the only two manifestations of God in His Trinity that we can find in the Gospels. The first one at our Lord's baptism, you remember the voice of the Father being heard, the dove coming down on our Lord, and Christ Himself present, the Trinity. And the second one in the beautiful mystery of His transfiguration today. The, the wind, the blow, the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Father, and um, Christ Himself being present. St. Peter, St. James, and St. John are granted with the most incredible mystery. God the Father in His mysterious relation of love with His only begotten Son. The apostles become all the sudden witnesses of the most intimate prayer that unites Christ with His Father. His prayer testifies to this unique relation that He has with His Father. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased Hear ye him. What more precious help could the apostles expect than having before their eyes the glory of God, the proof of the divinity of Christ? No need for them of an act of faith. Christ reveals himself, his entire being, as true man and true God. What precious help for the apostles that soon will have to face the passion and death of their master. And soon will be persecuted, accused, maltreated, mocked, and even put to death. God, in His immeasurable goodness, in His immeasurable mercy, has decided to strengthen their faith in contestable proof of His love for us. Why? Because if you look carefully, Christ proves His unique and exclusive relation as Son of God, the Father. And then he declares himself son of men. And the disciples who have a good knowledge of the Jewish faith knew that the expression son of men refers to the Messiah, to the Savior of Israel, their Redeemer. But then another truth is given by Christ, even more surprising truth. The son of man shall suffer, die, and rise from the dead. The whole mystery of the Incarnation And of our salvation is then summarized in the transfiguration of our Lord. And yet we all know the end of the story. Peter will soon deny Christ. Not just once, but three times. Right after telling him, I should die with you. I will not deny you. John and James won't have the courage to face the enemies of our Savior in the Garden of Gethsemane. They will run away. Remember that John will run away naked. And if the evangelist thinks necessary to give this detail, that might sound funny, it is, of course, to emphasize his fear and his cowardice. It is, not, is it not to be feared that these disciples of his, when they witness his humiliations and sufferings, will lose their courage, says Don Guéranger. Jesus selects three out of the number who are especially dear to him. Peter, 
whom he has made the rock on which his church is to be built, and to whom he has promised the keys of the kingdom of heaven. James, the son of the thunder, who is to be the first martyr of the apostolic college, and John, James' brother, his beloved disciple. Jesus has revealed, Jesus has resolved to take them aside and show them a glimpse of that glory, which until the day fixed for its manifestation, he conceals from the eyes of mortals. Now, what about us, chosen among many? We have become, because of our baptism, children of God, and we, have now, we can now partake into the joy of the entire court of angels and of saints in heaven one day, and even in some ways here already on earth. What about us? Lord, it is good for us to be here. Yes, Lord, it is good for us to be here in your presence. Like the apostles, we rejoice in your presence. Our faith teaches us that your body, your blood, your soul and divinity are truly present in that little host lifted up every day by your priest's hands. Like the apostles, we know that everything comes from you and shall return to you. We know that your precious blood is still running through the veins of your church today. That one single mass is enough to prove the infinity of your love for us. But unfortunately, like the apostles, we also have sinned. Like them, continues Don Garange. We have neglected to profit of the help that was sent us from heaven. We have shut our eyes against the light. We have forgotten the fair vision that was granted us and which made us so fervent and happy, and we fell. We have not, then, been tempted above our strength, and it is indeed our own fault that we committed sin. We have all the means to obtain our salvation, to escape from the claws of the devil. It is a constant fight, sometimes a seemingly endless combat. Our Lord himself was tempted in the desert, and we read, as we read in uh, last Sunday's Gospel. But in our fight, in our pilgrimage to Golgotha, we have many weapons, many helps given to us. And this is the theme of the Church's meditation today in the entry of the Mass. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your kindness are from of old. Let not our enemies exult over us. Deliver us, O God of Israel, from all our tribulations. If you seem to be overloaded, overwhelmed because of your sins, come to confession and receive the pardon of all your sins with a contrite heart and a firm desire to sin no more. How many partial indulgences can we receive every day? How many plenary indulgences can we receive too? An indulgence, as you remember, is the remission before God of the temporal punishment due for sins already forgiven as far as their guilt is concerned. And we can acquire this remission with the proper disposition and under certain determined conditions through the intervention of the church. Remember the, con the conditions, prayer for the Pope, communion, confession, detachment from sin for plenary indulgence. You come to adoration to half an hour, for half an hour and remember this great opportunity next Friday, next Friday night, to watch with our Lord at any 
time of the night. Remember that there is a sign-up sheet available in the vestibule for that next Friday. So you can come to adoration, confess your sins, you pray for the Pope, the intention of the Pope, and with no, det- no attachment to sin, either mortal or venial sin, and that's it. You gain a plenary indulgence. And as a little reminder, plenary indulgence is granted on each Friday of Lent and Passion Tide to the faithful who, after receiving communion, piously recite the prayer that you certainly all know, Behold, a good and most sweet Jesus, before an image of Christ crucified. Prayer that you can find in every missal, usually after the, the, the Mass, in the middle of your missal. A plenary indulgence is granted to the faithful who make the pious exercise of the public way of the cross as we do here every Friday during Lent. And the list of graces and helps and indulgences that we can receive each day is, of course, innumerable. So what is our response to Christ? What is our response to His passion and death for us? One single drop of His precious blood would have been enough to save the entire humanity because He is God, and the gap between Him and us creatures is infinite. For God has not called us unto uncleanliness, uncleanness, but unto holiness in Christ Jesus our Lord, says the Apostle. Holiness, holiness, the word is strong. There is no place here for mediocrity. And if we have fallen in a form of spiritual mediocrity or spiritual sloth lately, let us look at the cross and pull all the courage we need out of it. And let me simply conclude with this nice prayer that we say every Friday for the fourth station of the cross. Dear Jesus, help us to be fully conscious of the ugliness of sin. Help us to understand more and more how cruel and heartless we are for continuing to sin without making an earnest effort to resist temptation. Help us with thy grace to detest sin from now on with all our strength and to avoid the near occasion for sin by thinking frequently of what thou hast suffered for our sake. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.